Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. But Gwen and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it is. Your hosts, Tony Gwynn Jr. You know, that's what happens when you put your faith in being a hater. And Chris Ello. But can you tell us whether or not you're starting Sunday? <laughs> I'm taking the ball Sunday. He's taking, taking the, the ball, ball Sunday. Sunday. It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes! 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 With plenty of nonsense in between. Oh, look! Here comes our fearless producer! Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, into the 4 o'clock hour we go. I was going to say here we go, but we go. Matt Scraby, Gwen and Chris filling in for Chris Ello. He's going to be back on Monday. Tony Gwynn Jr. back at the ball, back down at Petco Park getting ready for the game tonight between the Padres and the Rockies. Haven't even really talked about the game tonight, but we will uh, get you ready for that as we go along. We still have the Big Five at the end of this hour, but it is time for Dave versus the fans, and this is what you will be qualified for if you are able to beat Dave. You're qualified for a chance to win a two-night stay at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino and a private VIP pod at the Westgate Superbook with a $250 food and beverage credit. Experience high-action entertainment at the best race and sportsbook in Las Vegas. The best of Las Vegas race and sportsbook is the largest in the world. And Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino features newly designed premier rooms, part of their $70 million room renovations. Home of legendary Vegas fun. Must be 21+. plus. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I believe Dave is standing by, so let's get to it. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself. Howdy-do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right. You have to make it through three questions. Each question will get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get the question wrong and Dave gets it right, you are eliminated. But if Dave gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. If you're a first-time player, let us know before you get into it, and we'll give you the first question for free. Dave, how are you doing today down at Petco Park? Outstanding, man. How are you guys doing today? Well, it's been a little crazy. I mean, you've you've kind of seen Tony and what he's going through. You you haven't even seen me with my hair on fire, but we're we're calming down. We're calming down, so things are getting a little bit better. How have you liked playing Dave versus the fans since uh, last Monday? I've loved it. I want to give a quick shout out to your uh, 
big listener, favorite listener of yours. And his name's Daniel. He's on his way to karate right now. He's like, uh, loves the show. Awesome. Wants to answer some questions someday. He'll be a first-time player if he ever gets in. But uh, Daniel, keep on trying, buddy. And uh, remember, don't pick daisies of karate. Break walls. But no, it's been, <laughs> it's been fun playing uh, <clears throat> playing trivia with you guys. I, I'm a big trivia fan. As, uh, also, we are here in the booth, Jesse. Tony and I, we all play uh, little trivia games here. They're kind of kill the time between, uh, you know, the four hours the you have to start sit there. Yeah. <laughs> right, little rain delays or whatever else, like like double headers, that kind of thing. So it's a we're a trivia group up here. So it's fun playing. Thank you for having me on. Of course, of course. I'm glad that we've been able to get Dave involved this year because if people don't know, I mean, Dave is is a big part of off the air stuff. I think they know at this point how big of a part of off the air stuff he is. But he's also the reason we gave him a segment and the reason we want him on the show is because Dave's a, a fun guy. So Dave, I'm 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 happy that we got you on this year, and I'm going to tell Chris that you have taken his spot in this game when he gets back on Monday. <laughs> Just kidding, Chris would kill me if I if I did that. Yeah, still um, don't do that. Well, maybe Chris might want to just give a little love tap or something. Like that you know, that'd be fun to see. <laughs> yes, it would be fun to see. We might even have a Dave versus Chris one of these days too in the off season. So we got we got lots of ideas coming up here uh, for Gwyn and Chris. All right, let's get into it and let's waste no more time. Let's go to Brian in Mission Valley. He's he's our first contestant here on Gwyn and Chris. Brian, how are you doing? Doing well. How are you? I'm pretty good. Are you uh, ready to play against Dave? I am. All right, here we go. Who are the Rockies managed by? Oh, my God. Is it, is it Bud Black? You are correct. Good job. I, I'm starting with some really easy questions. <laughs> now we go to question number two. Which Eagles wide receiver is known as Skinny Batman? Is it, is it um, Devontae is it Ad, Ad, Adams? Say it again. <sighs> it's not correct. You're, yeah, I'm sorry. That is incorrect. Dave, do you know the answer? Skinny Batman. <laughs> yes, Skinny Batman, Eagles wide receiver, said many times during the Super Bowl last year. Really? I missed that part. Um, <laughs> I, always watch, I always watch the commercial. I don't watch the game. Oh, okay. Um, skinny Batman. Oh, jeez. Uh, I'm going to guess the last name Brown. I oh, really. that is incorrect. Mm. AJ Brown. He is the swole Batman. Skinny Batman. Close to what Brian said. Devontae Smith is the one who is skinny yeah. Batman. All right. We are on to question number three. If you get this right or Dave gets it wrong, you are qualified for Las Vegas, Brian. Juan Soto hit a grand slam on Sunday for the first time in his career. Which three Padres were on base? It's question number three. Everybody's giving me looks like I'm, I'm crazy, but it's question number three. Juan Soto would have been... Fernando um, Fernando Manny Unfortunately one of those was incorrect So I'm going to go to Dave but stay right there Dave do you know who was on base when Juan Soto Hit that grand slam I don't think Juan Soto knew who was on base with that grand slam, <laughs> But I'll try Okay uh, Fernando 
and uh, um, can't miss that game, right? So what do I mean? Uh, uh, Profar and Eggy Rosario. That is incorrect. So, Brian, you are first winner right here on uh, Dave versus the Fans. It was actually Jose Azokar, Matthew Batten, and Jerickson Profar. So that's where you uh, win, Brian, in this game, is that even if you don't get it right, you are ended up qualifying for the trip to Las Vegas. I'm sorry, Dave. I thought actually that was going to be a question right up your alley, but... Well, I was there, but I don't remember. I, well, I was going to say, I mean, you watch every single game. Yeah, I don't remember it was on base though, all the time. That's true. That's true. Well, thank you for playing, Dave. We'll we'll catch up again on uh, probably Thursday or Friday, okay? All right. Let me all know. right. Thank you. So <laughs> let me know, he says. I will. Uh, that was Brian winning uh, Dave versus the fans, and he wins a qualification for a trip to Las Vegas, a two-night stay at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino in a private VIP pod at the Westgate Superbook with a $250 food and beverage credit. Experience high-action entertainment at the best race and sportsbook in Las Vegas. The best of Las, Ve- Las Vegas race and sportsbook is the largest in the world. The Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino features newly designed premier rooms, part of their $70 million room renovations, home of legendary Vegas fun, must be 21 plus, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, I want to go back and uh, start talking about what we were talking about to open up the show, and that would be the athletic article about the Padres and about the uh, what's going on inside the clubhouse. So if you have any comments, we're going to open up the phones here for the next half hour or the next uh, you know, 20 minutes or so, 833-288-0973. But Tony and I talked about it earlier, and it seems like this, this, this uh, revelation that has been put out here in the last um, you know five days by Kevin Acey as well as Dennis Lynn and Ken Rosenthal, it's kind of confirming what a lot of people were thinking throughout the year. And on, quite honestly, I was thinking it too. But I, I, I'm not in the position to come on and say all that stuff because I don't know if it's actually true or not. I can you know speculate off the air but speculating on the air is not something that i really want to do because i don't know that for a fact that is the problem within the clubhouse and i've been in the clubhouse a few times this year i've been in it uh, a handful of times this year and i've never really seen anything that's that that strikes me as odd about walking into that clubhouse there's no feeling of tension when i walk into that clubhouse so i, I just didn't really think that i had any basis or information to base that off of but now that Kevin Acey has talked to people, now that uh, Dennis Lynn has talked to some people within the organization, it's starting to become a little bit more clear as to what was happening house this year. And it, it doesn't seem like an easy fix at all. It sounds pretty, pretty complicated. Um, AJ Preller is the focus of this article, as well as Bob Melvin, but mostly AJ Preller is the focus of this. And uh, Sam Levitt actually texted me just a little bit ago and said that Bob was Bob Melvin was asked about the athletic article today, and so we're going to have that for you in a little bit. But AJ Preller is um, I'm trying to I'm trying to sum it up without being you know 
without being too crass about it. So I'm going to read this. A person who previous this is from the article. A person who previously worked with Preller said, "Quote: In Oakland, you had a situation with a GM who was at forty thousand feet and let the manager manage. AJ gets the forty thousand feet." Then he's down at 10,000 and almost like he's in the dugout on an ongoing uh, basis. And you can't be that way. I, I agree with that a hundred percent. Uh, it, it just doesn't work in any job when your, your boss is hanging over your shoulder and AJ is Bob Melvin's boss. And so I've always, I've always been a, a fan of when a boss lets their, their employees do what they're good at, which is, work in their position. So in this case, it's Bob Melvin. He's good at being a manager. He's good at making those decisions. AJ Preller is good. And in this article, many people said that AJ Preller is one of the best, if not the best in baseball at, uh, at seeing talent within players, but it doesn't translate into the, it doesn't translate into the season where Bob is supposed to be delivering message. And I'm talking about Bob Bomel is delivering messages, but sometimes according to the article, that Bomel is saying one thing and AJ Preller is telling a player another thing, which is a huge, huge, huge disconnect. And basing off of what Manny said in the Kevin AC article last week about how the culture, it's not very, he said that the culture wasn't uh, the most important thing to him because, and he knows that culture is important, but he did say that they're all professionals and they all need to be able to go out there and play and do their job, which I 100% agree with. But no one likes to walk into a terrible situation at work. I remember before I got in radio, I was working for a company. I absolutely hated my job. I ended up taking an unpaid internship in radio and quitting a full-time job where I got to travel around the world because I hated it. I did not like it. I was not getting along with my boss, and so I made a change. And this, in this case, you can't really make a change if you're a player because – you know, you're under contract and it's up to the team what they do with you. And if you're in Bob Melvin's case, you can't make a change at the general manager position. So what is Bob Melvin left to do but either continue on or end up leaving the team if A.J. Preller is still involved with the team after the season and when the Padres front office makes some of the some of these decisions? And again, in my tiny brain, here's how I would picture, yes, here's how I would picture a general manager and how they would approach their job. Build the team, number one, obviously. The only time I'm ever in that clubhouse, if I'm a general manager, is to, hey, what's up, kind of with players, show your face every now and again, like maybe once every two weeks or so, and just to try to, to just let the manager in on what's going on. And then the manager kind of telling me, so we're, we know what's going on in both places. You have a way to fix it if something's wrong. Uh, is there anything you want me to look into that you think this clubhouse could need? That's what I would do as a general manager. I don't have to be in there every single day. I would just, again, that's me, just make an appearance every now and again, get on the same page with my manager, and then go back to the office. That's what I would personally do. Yeah, but that's easier said than done because you know what I said when I was coming in here, knowing that you were on the board? I said, I'm going to let Frank... What? Uh-oh. <laughs> no. I, I was saying, you know what? I'm going to let Frank handle things. And because I'm a control freak, I end up trying to do things 
that I already told Frank he could take care of. And so that's a disconnect. It is. And it's annoying. And I, I know I'm annoying in that way because I, I need to let go and I need to let Frank do it. And I think that that's kind of what AJ Preller, in regards to this article and what we found out, needs to do. He needs to let Bob manage. He needs to let him uh, talk to the players. He needs to let him and his coaching staff do what they need to do without worry that their message is going to be diluted by the front office. Agreed. But now it sounds like we've gotten to the point where Bob doesn't uh, want to manage. like, Or he, he feels as though he can't manage to the point where... where well, no, you said with the relationship oh, that okay. with the relationship that they have, it's as if it's like, okay, if I say something, then something else is going to be said from the top, and anything I said now has no more meaning. So you've gotten to that point now where you don't know who to listen to. And again, I've been in the clubhouse a couple of times this season, and just like you, I haven't felt anything different, anything odd. But then again, I don't have anything to base it off of. You have guys like AC and Lynn who are in there every single night. I'm sure they definitely feel a difference, and it's something that I'm sure has gotten more and more tense over the course of this season. Absolutely, and I know that it's gotten more tense because things have become more serious. And uh, another part of this, and I'll leave it with this, and then we'll go to break. And if you want to give us your thoughts, 833-288-0973, you can give us a call and tell, you, tell us what you think about this whole thing. But it's glaring to me that... Since 2015, A.J. Preller has had 29 coaches and managers, and they have all left too under many. his under his uh, uh, his watch. And that is too many to me. And I don't know why they're leaving. I don't have their exit interviews in front of me. But I'm led to believe that there's there's one person who is the constant. And, and I, I want to paint – I don't want to – to, to make it seem like AJ Preller's a bad dude or anything like that. His style of uh his style of managing is not clashing or is not meshing well with the team right now. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, doing something different. I don't I, I like doing things different. Cause sometimes the old way of doing things is not going to to work out. And if AJ has twenty nine coaches and managers that have departed the major league staff, I think as well as some of the others are staying within the front office, it, it seems like it seems like there's a lot of blame put on the coaches. When in actuality, it could be there should be a fair amount of blame put on both sides, the front office and the coaching staff. And from what it sounds like in the article as well, it's good intention, horrible execution. Yeah, That's basically good intention. You're right. It is good intention. And and one of the other themes from the article is that, um, and you can go to the athletic with uh, Ken Rosenthal and Dennis Lynn. But one of the other things that was kind of a theme throughout the article was communication. And if I know anything about communication, it's that it's important. And it's extremely important because it just doesn't feel good to you know, not hear something from someone and then hear it from someone else or uh, not get the full story and then hear the full story from someone else. Communication is something that I've worked on throughout my entire life. And it, it, you know, I've been a lot better at it, but sometimes I fail at it. And you know what happens? Things go awry when I fail at my communication. Do I tell Tony that he needs to lock out with this? No. Well, he's not going to lock out with this, and now we're down a spot that we need to read. So it's just simple things like that that need to be addressed. They do.
And, and we all fail at that aspect. It's just how, I, I guess, how quickly do you bounce back from it? How quickly do you recognize the problem and how quickly do you bounce back from it? And if if there is any fence mending that can be done, you're going to have a lot more time than you anticipated this offseason to be mm-hmm. able to get it done. So that's that's got to be one of their focuses. It's either removing of someone or a serious amount of fence mending. Well, fence mending. It's my middle name. All right, bad joke again. Let's go to break. There's traffic, your traffic report, and then we'll talk more about this. We'll take your calls on the other side on 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Back in the Odyssey Palace, Gwen and Chris, Matt Scraby, Frank Marchese here with you. And we are talking about the Padres and we are talking about what is happening in that clubhouse and there's been a lot of uh, information thrown at us in the last five days or so. Here's what Clayton says. Scraby, I am not sold that there is a definite single person that to blame that is to blame for the state of the team. If there is micromanagement, then that is just wrong. The job of a writer is to create articles that sell the product. Last year we had a good team, and this year they didn't produce. Same owner, manager, and mostly the team. Clayton, I agree with you that uh, last year they had the same team, but... In this case, I I don't think that the writers are writing these articles to sensationalize a bad season. I I feel like I feel like a lot of fans have wondered the same thing, and so now the writers and the uh, the writers have gone and tried to get that answer for everybody, but it doesn't seem like some like the answer, so they go the other way that this is just uh, some sort of uh, stunt to get clicks what what did clayton say was the writer's job uh create articles that sell the product no the writer's job is to tell the truth as to what's going on yeah go writer yeah that's that is what their job is it's the not job to, is also to to get clicks of, of course that's that's what the headline's for but it's it's not to sugarcoat an issue just to make everybody feel better 
It's about it's telling you what's going on. And that's exactly what AC did last week. That's what Lynn and Rosenthal are doing today. We've all felt this issue. They are just confirming what we have all felt. Yeah. That, that's their job isn't to shine the product. It's to tell you what's going on because nothing helps. Nothing gets fixed if you lie about it. 100%. 100%. Let's go to the phones real quick because uh, Tony's going to be back for the Big Five here in a little bit. But we're going to open up the 5 o'clock hour for nothing but phone calls and conversation about this. Buddy and Julian is on the air. Buddy, what are you thinking about this? Well, uh, I think Preller needs to go. I mean, his his record since he's been with the Padres, he's won fewer than 43% of the games that the team has played. Uh, you can't be playing these games, you know, telling, I, I don't know about the story today, but uh, he just does not seem like a success, successful kind of guy. Well, I can disagree that he got to the place he's at because he's successful, but I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, what factor the most do you think is the the reason for A.J. Preller needing to go? Uh, well, he's not a leader, number one. Uh, basic leadership classes tell you that you don't start undercutting uh, the guy that you've hired to do the job. And how many uh, managers have gone through the system since Preller uh, took over? Quite a few, yeah. Yeah, quite a few. So that indicates it's not the managers, it's the guy that's either hiring them or you know, there's just something not right there, something smells bad. To be fair, those were also bad teams. They, those were not good teams, well, I, and they were all rookie managers. Well, I understand that. I understand that. But, you know, he inherited a really crappy team. And I've been a Padres fan. My first Padres game was 1955. And I've been watching these te- watching this team. This is my team. And uh, I've never seen such a bunch of dissension as it's not, you know, you don't hear it, but you see it in, on the field. These guys aren't playing loose, and uh, they're just not playing loose. They're not having fun playing. Yeah, thank and, you, buddy. You, know, you got rid of you, you got rid of two spark plugs in uh, both Alfaro and Profar. They kept the team loose. That's it. That is interesting. Thank you, buddy, for the phone call because it is. We were saying that it's kind of the same roster as last year, but it's not. There are certain players that are there that were there last year that aren't there this year. Um, but Buddy thinks it's time for AJ to go, um, and I, I, I say this lightly. I don't like to be like, "Hey, let's fire AJ Preller," because you know that's not how I am. But sometimes change is needed, and it's either the manager or it's the general manager. A.J. Preller was quoted saying that he's in a results-based business, and if he doesn't get results, then it's on him. And so he understands it as much as anyone else does. And uh, to make a very big decision here over the offseason. Let's go to our next caller. Let's go to Manny and Fallbrook. Manny, you're on the air. What's up? Well, here's the thing. A lot of people don't, uh, by the way, thanks for taking my call. Of course. A lot of people don't understand that uh, the management and uh, the, the Mr. Sealer, he brought in the players. Yeah. And, he, and the manager, he he acted like, everybody was acting like they won a championship before he did anything. 
You know, I, I have no disrespect to uh, Bob Melvin. I don't know him personally, but I don't know. As a fan, I've been watching baseball for a long time, and I see, like, no uh, no, no fun in that clubhouse. I mean, he looks like he's never having any fun either, you know. So I just don't think that the Dominican players uh, are meshing very well with the coach. All right. Thank you for the phone call, Manny. I can't speak to that part of it, but I uh... – I, I just can't speak to the part of the Dominican players not meshing with the coach or anything like that. But um, I personally think that there's probably blame on both sides. I feel like some sometimes it could be the management and sometimes it could be the, the front office. And that just tells me that there's a disconnect – between somewhere between the front office and the manager's office. And I don't want to see another manager come in here. I don't think that would do anything. I don't think that would help the team to start over with a new manager. And we had RJ Anderson on earlier and I asked him, do you think that Bob Melvin, uh, you know, is it as easy as just switching it from Bob Melvin to someone else? And he said, you're going to give someone this clubhouse and say, fix it. That's a tough job to do. So we're going to see a lot here over the off season, but I, I have a feeling that there's going to be some major changes somewhere in the organization. And if you're in the, the fire Bob Melvin camp, let me just open your eyes to something. Oh, you're not, you're not getting a veteran manager in here. It's going to be another rookie manager. You don't know it's that. It's going to be another, it, you have a very high Cause there chance. is a manager out there that might say, Hey, I will. I want to. I want to try this. I want to go in there and I want to try to make this a winner. Who Tony Larusa? No, Gian? not Tony Larusa. Ozzie Gian. I, I don't know. Maybe Girardi. I, there, there's. You <laughs> saw how give, well that happened. In, you saw how look. well that worked in Philadelphia with Girardi. Frank right? is giving me the look. I personally think that Bob Melvin needs to give it one more. Year. I think they need to give him one more year. Yeah, I agree too. Because he's had two years. One year they went to the NLCS. This year they've struggled, and there seems to be stuff off the field that is causing them to struggle a little bit more. So we're going to get back to this conversation at five o'clock, but Tony is going to come back here and join me for the big five. So if you are on the line and you want to get your opinion in, please call back at five o'clock and we'll take those calls. But on the other side, we are going to have the big five and we are going to talk about a couple things in the big five. One of them being Dion Sanders said, what? about the player who hurt Travis Hunter. We'll play that audio for you when we get back on 97.3 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. 
Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, Tony is back sitting down. This is Matt Scraby, Gwen and Chris, 97.3 The Fan. We have a big five. Then at 5 o'clock, we are going to play you what Bob Melvin said when he was asked about the athletic article. So stick around for that as well. But right now, it's the Big Five. And first, your traffic report. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only... Oh, my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. And on this hour is brought to you by Ashley Furniture. Fall is almost here, and at Ashley, seasonal decorating is a breeze. Snuggle up on a sectional or ultra-modern sofa. Gather outside with a new fire pit or conversation setter. Is that what it says? Conversation set is what it says, not setter. Ashley has everything you'll need. Shop in store or visit Ashley.com today. Now, we had an article come out this morning from The Athletic. We talked about it a little bit earlier, so we're going to go off of that for this question. But um, we've had more information come out about the Padres organization. And one thing that stood out to me was the athletic article from Ken Rosenthal and Dennis Lynn. And it was that a player inside the organization told them the relationship between Bob Melvin and A.J. Preller is, quote unquote, unfixable. So now, you know, we're not in the room with them, so we don't really know, but we do have a little bit more insight on this. Tony, on a scale of 1 to 10, how worried are you about this aspect of the organization? Uh, I, I think you've got to be a little bit concerned, right? Uh, if if this is all, I have no reason to believe that it's not, but if it's all accurate, uh, you would have to have a little bit of concern about that. Uh, a, you know, manager and Base pet of baseball ops, GM, however you want to characterize it, you, they got to be on the same page. They, they they can't can't not be on the same page. So yeah, it's uh it's concerning. And then on top of that, you know what what stands out to me is is and we talked a little bit about it earlier, but like when you have play, sources from inside the clubhouse, players that are are, are feeling like this. In two different articles, two different things, but there's clearly some some disconnect somewhere. Um, this is now what the second type of I don't know what you want to call it autopsy article mm, that, that, one. that 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 has come out in the last week. Um, yeah, if 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 both if both of these things are accurate, then yeah, you got to have some concern. So how can you not one to ten? Ten oh, being, yeah, I'm supposed to give you a ten number, being huh? very concerned, one being not so concerned. Taking it on its face, eight. Okay. Seven, eight. Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to give it a 10. This is this is very concerning Fair. to me because you cannot co- – like you said, they have to coexist together. They have to be on the same page. And reading this athletic article does not seem like they're on the same page at all. And if the manager doesn't trust his general manager and if the general manager doesn't trust the manager, then there's not – it's not going to work out. You have to be a team. And it's no different than the players on the field. You have to be able to go in and uh, you know have hard conversations, but at the same time – leave the room knowing that you're doing this for the greater good. You can make the argument that it's more important than the players on the field because ultimately the players are going to control what they do once they go out and, and and perform. Yeah, yeah. The other parts are how you keep it together for 162 games. So, yeah, I, I think the 10 is – that's a reasonable number. I can totally see how either side would be a little upset. Like, say the manager told a player one thing and the general manager told a player another thing, and then they're, 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 they're button heads over that. I can just see how that trickles that's down not to the even, clubhouse. The, and... the, if, 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 that's not what would be the issue. The issue would then be how the player is perceiving this, right? Mm. Because, you know, if if he's being told one thing one way and one thing the other way, what it does is it, it leaves a lack of trust Either way, yeah, right, sure. or the way that turned out not to be accurate, yeah. however it looks. Yeah. Well, we'll go forward from here. Number four. Now, the uh, Colorado-Colorado State game on Saturday night ended up uh, with Travis Hunter being injured. Dion said that he's going to be out for three weeks, and there was a lot of death threats being being uh, um, sent to the, the player of Colorado State, Blackburn, I think is his name, and his family for hurting Travis Hunter. But Dion came out today and said, we forgive him and that this is all over. Here's what Dion said about the incident. Henry Blackburn is a good player who played a phenomenal game. He made a tremendous uh, hit on Travis on the sideline. You could call it dirty. You could call it he was just playing the game of football. But whatever it was, it does not constitute that he should be receiving death threats. That that's This is still a young man trying to make it in life, a guy that's trying to live his dream and hopefully graduate with honors or degree, uh, committed to excellence, and go to the NFL. He does not deserve a death threat over a game. So Dion says, let's forgive him and move on. And Dion keeps winning me over, I will say, because I am a huge fan of being the bigger person and moving on, even though most of the time I want to be the, the agitator. But I know that in the end, it's better to be the bigger person. And um, it, it, hopefully this, with Dion saying this, will calm down some of those people out there and, and stop them from making death threats to this family. Now, I can't say I've seen different angles of this hit, and I cannot believe this dude didn't get ejected. <laughs> I cannot believe it. He went around Every his angle teammate. tells you the same thing, huh? It, it tells me more and more that he should have been ejected. <laughs> he went around his teammate to do this, and, and the ball was already out of bounds. It was a whole thing. So I, I will give credit to Dion here. What do you think, Tony? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, the one thing that is very obvious about Deion Sanders is, is he cares immensely about the kids. And these are young adults that he is not only under his watch, but it seems like all of them uh, that are that are playing college football. And so, um, yeah, I, I think not only did Deion say this, but Travis Hunter said the same thing. He said he did what he was supposed to do. We're playing football. And, and so, you know, I, I think – 
we all I said this yesterday. Death threats is is a, is a bridge far far too far. Like far it's not even far. it's not even in the right. It's not even in the realm, right? It's not. It shouldn't even it doesn't even belong in in this effort. Not that it, death threats ever belong, but certainly not over a hit of in football that came a little late. Came a lot late, but either way, <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so I I, I agree. I, I, Dion continues to, you know. The only thing that you could actually say about him is that he's brash. That's really it. That's his. That if that is something that bothers you, then yes, he is that. But he, this is not a dude who's done drugs, been in trouble, you know, none of that. And so, you know, this track record really kind of speaks for itself. This last weekend in Colorado was huge for them because they had everything there. They had all of the college game days. They had they had the 60- they did they had both of them. There. Yeah, they had Stephen A. Smith even went there. They had sixty minutes talking to Dion, and I thought it was funny because they asked him, "Who do you think is the best coach in college football?" And he goes, "Anybody got a mirror so I can look into it?" And that was just so Dion. He would later in that same state. He would later go on and say, "Do you think I'm the type of person that would tell you someone else's name?" Yeah, that was better than me. I'm not. I'm not. He's not wired like that. No, he's definitely not wired like that. But Dion's winning over a lot of people, and he's he's one, he one over me, one over me because he's doing the things the right way. Number three. So before the game on Sunday between the Rams and the 49ers, Rams running back Cam Akers was go, uh, was a healthy scratch, and the news trickled out that Akers is being shopped for a trade. Akers then sent a message on X saying, quote, I'm just as confused as everybody else. I'm blessed, though, end quote. McVay said yesterday that Akers' social media post was surprising, and he also went on to say, quote, I feel very good about the clarity that was provided to him on Friday and Saturday, both through him and his agent, and that's unfortunate. But I feel like it was very clear in regards to our dialogue, end quote. So this goes all the way back to last season when there were some disagreements throughout the year. Uh, between uh, Cam Akers and the team. And I was at the game on Sunday, and uh, you know those little things, Tony, where they have, like, players, uh, cartoon players racing on the board just to mm-hmm. – well, they had a surf contest, and Cam Akers was a, probably should have skipped that contest if Cam Akers is no longer with the team. So I found that a little weird. But how would you grade the Rams' handling of Cam Akers? Uh, uh... It doesn't seem like it's being handled the same way everybody else handles theirs, you know. So, the the reason why we're talking about it is because I think it is being handled so so weirdly, right? I mean, this dude came back from a torn Achilles faster than anybody in the history of sports. Six months, just under six months, it took him to to come back from it. So he's clearly dedicated to to playing football. Um, maybe there's some disagreements. Maybe there's some personality clashes on with him and the staff, uh, but it doesn't seem like it's being handled properly. I give it a C minus because I don't fully understand exactly everything that's going on. It just seems a little peculiar that you don't see too many other teams kind of handling it the same way. I could be wrong, but it feels like that. No, I think you're right. Uh, last year, Cam Akers and was unhappy with his role with the team. He was coming off of an Achilles injury, but they told him he, he would get more work, and so he did. And then this year, they're, they're out on him again. I would give him a C-minus as well because it doesn't seem like they are on the same page at all. And even if Sean McVay says that he 
he had clarity with them and so did his agent doesn't mean that they're actually giving right reasons for why they're moving on from Cam Akers. But if I'm Cam Akers, I'm just looking for a team that wants me and I'm yeah. ready to get the heck out of Los Angeles because it's it's not good for me there. Um, I just yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here, but it's not one that is fun for any Rams fan whatsoever. Because I was talking to Rams fans at the game, and they're like, man, we really like Cam Akers. I don't know why the coach hates him so much. And I was like, that's because you're a Rams fan. So, Number two. Just had to take that little shot right there. Yeah, you did. Colorado, uh, again, we're talking a lot of D on these days, but he is all over sports. Colorado's double overtime victory against Colorado State, which ended in the early hours of Sunday in most of the country, drew 9.3 million viewers to make it the most-watched late-night college football game ever on ESPN. The game kicked off at 10 p.m. Eastern and went about uh, until 2.30 a.m. Eastern. That's pretty late, but people were staying up for it. Still, it was ESPN's fifth most-watched regular season game ever on the network for any time slot, and that broadcast window for ESPN College Football averaged about 1.7 million viewers last year. So they had 9.3 million viewers, and a a normal time slot would have 1.7 million viewers. I'm up first. Do you expect these numbers to keep up? I expect them to keep up if they're winning. Because they got to keep winning to to continue this hype around them. Uh, I think that people are going to watch all year long now that they kind of know what Colorado football is all about. But if they say lose two games and they're they're kind of they're dropping out of the rankings and and they're not as much of a focus around football, then people will stop watching. But I think these numbers are going to be up, up, up all season long. What do you think, Tony? Yeah, I I, I think there's going to be a little bit of a drop off. I do. I, I mean, think, you can't go really any higher. <laughs> I, I, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I think the fact that they got Oregon and, and USC coming up these next two weeks, they could take L's. That's going to that's gonna dampen the, the, the hype a, a little bit. But I do expect that Colorado, at least for now, as long as Dion there, is going to be uh, probably one of the higher-watched colleges um, nationally uh, moving forward. But I, I don't expect it to keep the same pace. I mean, we've, you, as you mentioned, I think I feel like there's been at least one game day there every week of the season so far. I know that's not true, but it's close, right? There's been three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Zero, one, and two. Yeah. Two of the three, they. I feel like they've had somebody there, or it's been a big deal. Yeah, right? no, so, it has been a huge deal. So yeah, I don't know that they can keep up with this pace, but they're certainly going to to be around for a while. Number one. So last night we had two Monday Night Football games with a start stagger, the start time staggered by an hour, and uh, we're going to have the same setup for week three in the NFL with two games staggered by an hour. Uh, I guess I'll save my answer for when I ask it, but Tony, mm-hmm. are you a fan of two Monday Night Football games in one night? I am never mad at <laughs> multiple football games. Now, okay. I could do some better games. You know, Maybe they should just ban the NFC South from all – you know, nationally televised games. I guess every time we get a, a, a Falcons, Panthers, a Saints, Panthers, a Saints, Falcons. I could care less. It. I mean, the score. I mean, the games are are just they're bad, atrocious to watch. I mean, I'm sure it's good football and all, but gosh, are you sure? No, I watched no, that I, game I'm yesterday. Not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure at all. Uh, but yeah, I could. You know, just just. Spare me the AFC South or the NFC South. I'm down for multiple games on Monday. I really, really am. I, I 
enjoy when they do the double. We usually get one at the beginning of the year, and we get one for the first round of playoffs now. I enjoy it. I maybe don't. maybe you could do an East Coast West Coast joint where you get we get an earlier one and we get like one in the regular slot time like, like one that, that kicks off at two p.m. our time and then another one that kicks off at five p.m. our yeah, time yeah yeah I could even do three and six I'm not sure why I, of course the, I can because we're on the West Coast I was going to say East Coast folks may not like that very much yeah nine p.m. for the other one I lived in the East Coast when they uh, when I was in Cincinnati, we were in the East time zone, and the 49ers didn't start playing one night because there was two games on Monday Night Football. They didn't start playing until 10 p.m. East Coast time. Yeah. So that's a little too late for the East Coast, but I, I'm not a fan of two games They'll on Monday be all Night right. Football. They get all, the other, they get all the other perks. They could stay up a little bit late to watch the primetime. They could. If they they're going to stay all, up. They get all the other perks. If they're going to stay up until 2.30 in the morning to watch Colorado, Colorado State, I think they'll stay up to watch the NFL. I just wasn't a fan of this. I, I I didn't want to switch back and forth. I like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman way better than I like Joe Tessitore and Dan Orlovsky. Lewis Riddick is the only reason I could watch that broadcast between the Saints and the Panthers because he was on it. But I, I the the whole score thing in the top doesn't it doesn't make sense to me and maybe it's just because it's so different that we don't usually have two Monday night football games but I yeah. felt like it was a little um a little unfortunately much. for you Joe Buck and Troy can't be in two places at once so someone else has to do the other game well keep Lewis Riddick and get rid of uh Joe Tessitore and Dan Orlovsky I think, I think Chris has jaded you on Joe uh, you're probably right. I don't think Joe Tessitore is as bad as Chris. I ne- have never thought Joe was as bad as Chris has made him out to be. But you know, there's 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 that. All right. Well, we're in for a week three of football again. Double Monday night. Ha- Monday oh, we got night another football. one. Yeah, week three. Week three. Um, I don't, I'm not sure of the teams, but I know that they are. I know that they are going to do it again. So no NFC South, please. Hey, please. I don't need to see a Bucks Saints game, a Bucks Panthers game. None of that. None, None of, of that. Or a Falcons game, whatever. None of it. Uh, when we get back, we are going to hear from Bob Melvin. He's going to set up the game tonight for us, and we'll talk some Padres baseball when we get back on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.